Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Hello and welcome to our Monday's edition of the Gospel Truth broadcast. Today I'm going to start a series that uh, is actually a prelude to something that the Lord spoke to me a number of years ago about doing a series on a biblical worldview. Back in 2012, I actually taught on a series entitled Observing All Things, and we're going to start uh, showing some of those programs. I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Carl Ball from Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas. I'm also going to be interviewing Dr. Grady McMurtry. And uh, these are both uh, very well-educated and credentialed people speaking on the subject of creation versus evolution. And of course, I've got an opinion based on what the Word says. And to me, the Word of God and what it says is more than sufficient for me but sometimes Christians feel at a loss when people come up and say that, you know, the, uh, it's proven that a hundred million years ago, and they talk about this old age thing, and Christians don't know how to answer it. So we are going to start airing these programs that I did back in 2012 with uh, these two scientists, and I believe it will really, re really be a blessing. And let me just say that uh, maybe within a month or two after these programs conclude, then I'm gonna, I've got a brand new series that I'm coming out with entitled, entitled Biblical Worldview Foundation Series. You can't get it yet. Don't ask for it. If you call or request it, it's not done. But within the next few months, it will be done. And I'm going to start airing that during the summer on our Gospel Truth uh, TV. So I believe that these programs fit perfectly. It will be an addition to and a complement to what I'll be teaching a few months from now and I just thought it would really be a good introduction. So I encourage you to listen. I went back over these teachings recently, and it really, really ministered to me. And I thought, man, we don't need to let these just sit on the shelf. I need to get this information out, and uh, it will be a blessing to you. So listen to these programs on Observing All Things. Today I'm beginning a brand new series. Actually, this will be a continuation of discipleship evangelism. But let me go back and read a passage of Scripture that is often called the Great Commission. And when I was teaching on discipleship evangelism, I was making this as one of my foundation Scriptures. And it says right here in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. I think that there was 10 or more translations that I looked this up in, and it says, Go ye therefore and make disciples. That's exactly what this is talking about. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And in verse 20, it says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And what I want to do here for the next few weeks is to begin to start getting into observing all things. That's the title of a new series that I've got. And as I've already said, I'll just make this point and move on. But 
one of the problems in the church is that we have not taught people all things. We have said, let's just get them born again and make sure that they're headed to heaven and then everything else will work out. But Jesus gave us a specific command to observe all things that He had commanded us. And because the church hasn't been making disciples and teaching them to observe all things, then people have been at a deficit when it comes to social, moral issues in our society. And we have let the ungodly take the high ground and feel like that the Christians have no say in these areas. And uh, there are even many Christians that think, you know, we just need to stick to the eternal truths of the Bible. And we don't understand that the Bible teaches us about economics. It teaches us about racial issues between people. It teaches us how to get along in our marriage. It teaches us about health issues. It has all kinds of financial information in it. Jesus taught more on finances than He probably did anything else and used finances as an example. And we should have the Word of God giving us instructions in every one of these areas of our life. Let me just give you a little taste. We're going to go into more detail on a bunch of these things. But for instance, the Scripture says to owe no man anything except to love one another. Over in the book of Proverbs, it says the borrower is servant to the lender. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, it says one of the blessings of God is that we would lend and we wouldn't borrow. And on and on and on you could go. And then if you take all of the scriptures where it was expressly forbidden to charge interest on loans to people who were fellow believers. And if you take all of these scriptures, and again, this is not my intent right now. I'm just using this as an example. But if you taught what the Word of God said about finances, it would drastically change people's individual finances. They wouldn't be in hock up to their eyeballs, you know, in debt on all of these things. It would change our nation. We are running up debt. We are borrowing money at a rate that we will never be able to repay. And see, some people think, well, now you're getting into politics. No, politics has invaded these areas that the Word of God has taught us and given us instructions on. And sadly, some people say, well, you just stay with telling people about eternity and heaven and hell and don't mess with our economy today. The Word of God has instructions and this nation was founded on these godly principles. And the reason that we are seeing the decay and the unraveling of our society today is because we've forsaken these biblical principles because the church hasn't been teaching us to observe all things that Jesus commanded us. We've just relegated it to let's talk about heaven and hell issues in the future, eternity type stuff. Let's not teach what the Word of God has to say on current situations. Of course, there's all kinds of moral issues, homosexuality. I'm going to be dealing with that. The Word of God has things to say about it. And because we haven't been saying truth, well, this is a hot topic in our society today. And so the unbelievers, the people that don't have a moral, uh, you know, a biblical worldview, they are the ones that are establishing the policies and saying what is politically correct and how we should be doing. And the church has been silent on this. And because of it, I guarantee you, we are moving away from these moral principles because we haven't been teaching people what the Word of God has to say on homosexuality, on adultery, on lying, on stealing, 
on abortion. That's another hot issue and all of these kind of things. And so I know that this is um, controversial. You know, a few years back, I taught a series right before the elections in the United States, before the presidential elections. And I taught it on Christian philosophy. And the first part of that series was on, you know, making Jesus Lord, understanding how important the Word of God is, how that everything in our life goes according to the way we think. And I taught on these issues and applied them to spiritual uh, relationship, personal relationship between us and God. But then the second half of that teaching, I begin to start doing exactly what I'm going to do right here. And I begin to start making applications about the way we should think about creationism versus evolution, about uh, abortion, about homosexuality. And I use scripture and I taught these things. I brought on some um, experts in the area of creationism and things like this. I brought in people who gave testimonies about uh, abortions and people who were told to have abortions because a child was uh, Down syndrome and how they believed God and were able to overcome that. And so I used multiple things to try and get these points across. And you know, it was powerful. And we had some people that were really blessed. Many people said, praise God that somebody is standing up and taking a stand and saying what the Word of God has to say. But you know, I also had people that had been partners with me for a long period of time that got upset and wrote in and said, you ought to stick to preaching the Word of God. Now you're getting on these social issues and stuff, and they quit their partnership with me. Our response actually dropped. If you could take our response since I started on television in January of 2000 and graph it. You know, there's little tiny ups and downs, but as a whole, it's just like this. I mean, our response has been going up. More and more people are hearing about the gospel truth and they're telling other people. And it's just been going up and up and up and up until we got to talking about these social issues. And then it, it leveled off and even dipped a little bit. And it's been coming back up. But I mean, it was just noticeable, the difference in this response. And it was because I began to start talking about social issues. You know, I had a woman in our uh, Bible college that came up to me recently and told me that she was very, very liberal in her viewpoints when she first came to school and that every time I would mention anything about economics, about abortion, about homosexuality, about creationism versus evolution, any of these kind of, you know, moral uh, issues that the secular world is debating today, she would get upset and, and she would just cringe and say, oh God, get him back on the Bible. And she says, but after being in the school for a year and a half, she says, I've changed. And I've changed my position on nearly all of these issues. And when she said that, I said, I just want to find out. I'm not trying to criticize you, but I just pulled her aside and I started talking to her. I said, how could a committed Christian, a person who loved God, have these viewpoints on things like murdering children and homosexuality and all of these things that the Bible teaches so clearly that it's one way, and yet our society has gone the other. How could you claim to be a Christian and still hold these viewpoints that are completely opposite to the Bible? And she says, I love Jesus, and I really had committed my life to Him, 
And she said, my heart was changed and I believed if I'd have died, I'd have gone to heaven. But she says, I didn't love the Word. And she said, when I came to this Bible college and when I started hearing the Word and when I fell in love with the Word and start letting the Word dominate me, she said, I couldn't hold those positions. And so from that conversation with her, I've basically come to this conclusion that I believe people can be converts and they could truly be born again and love God and headed to heaven and still hold viewpoints on things that are completely contrary to what God told us. But you can't love the Word of God and be committed to the Word of God and do that. And so what this says to me is that, you know what, the reason we have so many Christians today that don't make abortion uh, an important issue, they don't make financial responsibility an important issue, they think that we can just feed everybody in the wor world and then that we can do these things and just give money to people and, and borrow money and go in debt and keep all of these entitlements going. And people who believe that, you know, all of this stuff about creationism is just silly and that they just go with the scientists that the world is millions and billions of years old. And the reason people do that is because they have not been taught to observe all things. They haven't been taught the Word of God. They don't know the Word of God. And so I know that this is politically dangerous. I know that there are some of you watching this program that you have loved my program up until this point, but boy, now I've gone to meddling and you don't like this and you're tempted to turn it off. This may not be the way that you've been raised, but I'm telling you, we need to teach people to observe all of the things that are in this Word, not just the parts that they like, not just a few little things. If you're attitudes, if the doctrines that you hold, if your worldview doesn't line up with the Word of God, then you need to change your worldview, not change the Word of God. That's big. That's big, what I'm saying right here. And it's amazing to me how many Christians do not let the Word of God get in the way of what they believe. So before I even get very far into this teaching, I just want to issue a challenge to you. There are some of you watching this program that you hold views that are completely opposed to the Word of God, and yet you call yourself a committed Christian. You say that you love the Lord, and I'm not saying that you don't. But I'm telling you that you cannot be a disciple, and you cannot continue to just promote and endorse and turn the other way and let things go that are completely opposed to the Word of God. You cannot do that and be a disciple. If you truly want to be a disciple and you want to observe to do all things that Jesus commanded us, then you need to listen to these programs that I'm doing on these hot topics in our society today, and you need to examine the Scripture. Now, I'm absolutely convinced that the things I'm teaching are true. And so, of course, I'm going to be presenting it as thus saith the Lord. This is what the Word says. And I know that this may ruffle your feathers and it may go against things. Uh, and you may feel like, well, I'm trying to force you to change. I am trying to change your opinion because I believe that the Word of God's opinion is superior to any person's opinion today. So I am going to be forceful and I am going to share this. But you know what? I'm not against you. I'm not mad at you. I'm, I think that this would help you. And I think it would help our society as a whole 
if Christians could start being unified and if we could start uh, observing all of the things that are written in this Word instead of being, you know, more influenced by the way that we were brought up and by a certain political party and all of these kind of things. We need to go back and let the Word of God begin to dominate our thinking. So I'm just telling you up front that this is going to challenge you, and if my past experience ministering on these things is any indication of this, there's going to be a lot of people upset. A lot of people who've enjoyed my ministry up until this time that you're going to be upset when I go to applying the Word of God to everyday things that we are dealing with in our society. But I'm telling you, that's exactly what Jesus told us to do. And ministers should be doing this today. You know, I was just recently visiting with a minister who, I won't mention the topic because I'll get into this later, but he, he was silent on a very controversial issue in our society today. And he says, I want to love these people. I don't want to condemn anybody. I don't want to turn people away. And so I agree with the point that we aren't supposed to condemn people and that we are supposed to be inclusive and love people. But at the same time, I just told him, I said, what about the kids that are growing up in your church? If the church is silent and if we don't speak out and say this is the way that God ordained things to be, this is the moral code that God gave. If we don't make a stand and say this is right and this is wrong, well, then I can guarantee you that the secular world, they're making a stand and they're absolutely coming against the standards that the Word of God teaches. And they're saying that this is foolishness and this is old and this is outdated and we need to change. And they are attacking all of the values that the Bible teaches. And so the secular world is not passive. They are very aggressive. And if the church doesn't stand up and say what is right and preach the Word of God, well then in the absence of our influence, the young people that are growing up today, they're going to be uh, told these lies. They're going to have this opinion forced on them and they're going to adopt these values that are completely contrary to the Word. I said it's wonderful to be inclusive and to make people feel welcome to come to your church even if they aren't living a holy life that they could come there and get help. But you don't do that by not saying what the truth is. You know, to me, this is like uh, not s taking a stand on alcoholism. And somebody says, but that could condemn some alcoholic. I'm not condemning the alcoholic. I'm extending love and mercy and want to help the alcoholic. But alcoholism is bad. It's not good for you. And so I'm taking a stand against alcoholism. And people would sit there and say, well, yes, that's right. But then they won't take a stand against abortion. They won't take a stand against homosexuality. They won't take a stand against all of this long earth type of stuff that totally undermines the Word of God. And they won't take a stand on these things. And in the absence of our stand, well, then the world is, is preaching their doctrine. They're preaching their gospel, which is no gospel at all. It's all bad news. And sadly, a lot of Christians are buying into this because there isn't an opposing voice. There isn't anybody else standing up for the truth. So I'm saying all of these things, trying to present these things. I know that they're controversial, and I know that many of you are going to take offense because this is not the way you're raised. You weren't educated this way. You've been this way for so long that you just don't want to change. But I'm going to be taking the Word of God. I'm going to take scriptures 
and show things to you that if you have any desire at all to be a disciple and observe all of the things that are written in this word, then you need to at the very least listen to these programs and give me a chance, give the word of God a chance, and maybe it would change your opinion. Maybe you would become a disciple instead of just a convert. You know, some of these things aren't heaven and hell issues. It, you can go to heaven and not believe everything that the Bible teaches. You could just accept Jesus as your personal Savior and you could go to heaven. But you know what? You're going to get there quicker if you don't understand what the Word of God says because you won't understand healing. You'll die of something along the way. You're going to have a lot of relational problems that the Word of God could have solved. You're going to have a lot of poverty that the Word of God could have solved. Your life will be infinitely better if you would take the Word of God and let it begin to dominate you. And I know that even as I'm saying this, there's people watching this program who are, you know, feeling me urging you to change and let the Word of God begin to dominate, and you don't want to change, and you immediately, there's resistance towards this. And yet, I just challenge you to look at your life. How's it working? Well, some of you, it may not be crisis, but there's many, 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 there's millions of people watching this program right now that your life is in a mess. Your bodies are sick, you're hurting, you have pain, your relationships have fallen apart, you aren't prospering, you're struggling financially, things aren't working out, you aren't happy, you don't have joy and peace, and yet you're resisting change. Let me just say that if what you're doing isn't working, if you don't like the results, why are we so resistant towards possibly there's a different way of thinking and looking at things? I'm just saying that if you're one of those that things aren't working for you, I'm just asking you for a brief period of time to drop your guard, to drop your prejudice, to drop the way that this is the way you've done it for 20, 40, 50 years or whatever, and consider what the Word of God has to say about all of these social, political things that I'm going to be dealing with over the next few weeks. And I know that some of you, your mind is made up and you don't want to think about anything. Man, if you ever get to where the Word of God is already, you know, you've just shelved it and you aren't even going to be thinking about it, that's a dangerous place to be. I would always open my heart up to anything from the Word of God and evaluate all of the things that I hold dear and all of my principles, and I'll put it up against the Word of God, and I'll be willing to change because the Word of God is absolute, final authority in my life. And I believe that this is what Jesus was telling us to do right here, Matthew 28, 20, that we're supposed to teach people to observe all of these things, not just some of them, all of them. Yes, you could get to heaven without believing in healing, without believing in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, without prosperity, without relationship. You could go to heaven and have been married a dozen times and your marriages never work out and you never get along with people. You can go to heaven with all of these problems in your life. But why do you want to do that? Man, the Word of God will transform our life. It will change us. And it would give you a quality of life, a joy and a peace, a happiness, a health, a prosperity that most of us long for, but it's not working for us. And I'm telling you the reason is because we aren't going about it God's way.
You know, I'm not a perfect example. I'm still growing. I haven't done everything right. I hadn't arrived, but I've left. And I'm telling you that I'm experiencing more joy, more peace, more prosperity, more victory in my life than I have ever experienced. And it's all due to the Word of God and me observing what God's Word says. There are some of you that can't say that. And I'm not saying these things to try and put you down. I'm trying to lift you up. I'm trying to encourage you that God's Word, if you would begin to start conforming to God's Word, it will change your heart. It will do things in you that you, you're trying to get there in other ways. This is the right way to let God's Word begin to bear fruit in your life. The parable of the sower sowing the seed in Mark chapter 4 the Word of God is the seed, and it just changes you effortlessly if you will take the Word of God and put it in your heart. So I'm just basically trying to get you to open up that if the Word of God isn't dominant, if you have things that were taught you as a child, if you have come to conclusions because of what you were taught in college or whatever, and if you're basing your opinions on these things instead of the Word of God, it's time to let the Word of God begin to influence your values. And that's what we're going to begin to do as we start this series, Observing All Things. Andrew's complete teaching titled, Observing All Things, is available in either a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. I'd like to encourage you to get this material. You know, this is different than what I typically teach. I normally just teach straight from Scripture, but we've incorporated into this interviews with doctors who have all of these credentials that can speak to the subject of creationism in a way that I can't. We also have this little booklet that comes with it that has charts and graphs along with scriptures on social issues such as abortion, homosexuality, creationism. This is just, it's a different type of teaching than what I typically do, but it is very powerful. I really felt impressed that I needed to share this with people. These are hot issues that affect us today. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information and please get these products today. Throughout this series, Andrew mentions many statistics and scriptures with regard to creation versus evolution. These references, as well as others pertaining to abortion and homosexuality, have been compiled in the Observing All Things booklet, which is Andrew's free gift to you today when you write or call. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! 
the next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? I'd like to encourage you to check out Gospel Truth TV. You can have access to my teaching and a lot of our friends 24-7. It'll be a blessing.